Welcome to the Player Development Pod, presented by Beyond the Field. Hey, you all. Thank you so much for your support of the Player Development Pod. Um, I'm really grateful for you tuning in. And I know some of you all uh, prefer this platform over YouTube. So as you've seen recently, I've taken the questions of the week and the player development tips of the week from the YouTube series I created last year and brought it here. So this is the tips uh, playlist. And what I've done uh, is I've combined them all uh, here for you to partake of all the player development tips in one sitting or a couple because it's over an hour. Uh, but they are here for you. Here are the 20 player development tips. The remaining, excuse me, the remaining 20 player development tips for you. Jump in, jump in, jump in. All right, now, Jordan Brand, if y'all see this, I'll join the Jordan Brand. I'll be the first podcaster sponsored by the Jordan Brand. I'm just saying, got to shoot it there. Hey, it's time for the player development tip of the week. And this week's tip is to create a weekly checklist. I have said this multiple times on this podcast that the player development role is unpredictable, no days the same, and there's a lot that goes on. But I found a lot of benefit towards the end of my career in player development, creating a weekly checklist. So although my days may change, every Sunday I was gonna at least get this done. Every Monday I was gonna get this done. Every Tuesday I was gonna get this done, Wednesday and so forth and so on. Like for instance, on Thursday, I knew, let me send a message to the travel rookies. You know, on Friday I knew, all right, let me check this. Let me make sure everybody has their shoes. Let me make sure I've talked to academics and make sure our players know that they have to go to class to this certain point, right? And so you have some things in the role that are cyclical, that happen weekly, that happen all the time. And so you wanna get those things that happen all the time that you know are coming down the pike on your weekly checklist. The way I did it, it was I just did a quick sheet and I just checked off, checked off, checked off. One thing I added to my weekly checklist every week was players' birthdays. So that gave me an opportunity to text, hey, so-and-so, happy birthday. But yeah, a weekly checklist will help you so much. This role has a lot of flexibility, a lot of fluidity. It's a lot of things that happen, but this weekly checklist set some parameters, set some commonalities there for you uh, in the role to find success daily, weekly for the things that will get you. The things that get you in this role are the things that you know, you're like, dang, I, the things that always got me personally, let me talk for myself, are the things I'm like, man, I knew that I had to get that in. I knew I had to do this. The stuff that would happen every day caught me off guard, that never got me. It was the stuff that I needed. So the weekly checklist helped me get those things done. Well, you know one thing I appreciate? I appreciate your weekly checklist that tells you to check out the tip of the week every week. I appreciate your support. Thank you so much. You know what I'm about to tell you. What am I about to tell you? Matter of fact, first person puts what I'm about to tell them in the comments, I'll send you a free book. There it is. I'm going to save it for whoever puts in the comments. They'll get a free book and they'll tell you what I want you to do. Have a great day. God bless. The NFL scouts are on your campus and they are taking note of everything. And I mean everything. I have literally seen scouts take notes on how people walk through the door, how they walk, what shoes they wear, how they communicate with people. They are prepared to take notes on everything and you need to be just as prepared as they are. All right, it's time for this week's tip of the week and this week's player development tip of the week is NFL scout communication. At the University of Houston, I was not allowed to talk to scouts. I could say hello if I saw them on pro day or if they were at practice, but our program rule was there were certain people who could talk to scouts and I was not one of them. So when I got to Kansas, I was shocked 
And like, uh, shout out to Dave Shoemate. Uh, he was our director of player personnel, and he's like, hey, Ed, I uh, want to set you up with the scouts. And I'm like, uh, you know, what do I say? What do I do? I've never talked to a scout. Um, you know, I, I called my guy, Alex Brown, and I was like, Alex, man, what, what do I tell these guys? And he was just like, man, just be honest. Tell them what, you, what they need to know, and only tell what you do know. So what I found out was this was my first, first uh, encounter with a scout, and I found this out. I would say his name. He knows who he is, but I'm going to leave his name. Um, he's doing great things. He'll be a GM soon. But he came and talked to me. His first guy I ever talked to at the University of Kansas. We're sitting in the room. He starts asking me about players at the University of Houston. He said, hey, I got a couple questions for you. I told him about some of our players at Kansas. He, asked, he said, I have some questions uh, for you uh, about the players at the University of Houston. So I'm like, yeah, ask away. So he's asking questions, and I am, you know, giving him as much information as I know. You know, I'm just this information here. And literally, as I'm giving him information, he is just checking. He wasn't writing notes. He was checking, checking, just to see if I was gonna tell the truth. And that was huge for me. Now, I grew up, my parents always told me to tell the truth, but I saw that with Scouts. He did not need new information. He wanted to make sure that the information was valid. And since there was a new staff that was there, if there were any uh, discrepancies between what I was saying and, and the new staff that was there, he would then ask me to break that down. But most of the time, he just sat there, boom, 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 boom. So I went back to my, my uh, office and I was like, you know what? I need to get to know the players here at Kansas like I did at Houston. Now, at Houston, I spent three years with them. I recruited them at Kansas. I was just there. This was like six months in maybe. And so what I did was I got every single draft eligible player and we went through questions. Scouts asked about family members, what parents do, uh, any trouble they've ever gotten to in their life. Um, as far as the player, um, you know, why they transfer schools. I mean, they asked so many questions. So I had every player come in. Just I'm gonna ask you a question. Just be honest with me, uh, or you know, let's let's work around this. Because uh, my biggest thing is I, I'm not gonna uh, I'm gonna be very truthful, but I'm not gonna throw players under the bus. That just wasn't me. I'm gonna be truthful because what I used to tell our players is what I'm telling them is the summary of your actions. And so. If you want a certain report, let's have great action. So that's what I did. I went through with these guys and I made sure they told me everything. One of the craziest stories is, man, nobody, nobody digs for information like the New England Patriots. Nobody. I mean, I, I was blown away with all the questions I had to ask this player. He's like, man, how do they know that? Like, why are they asking that? Like, whatever it may be, they go deep, like deep, deep, deep. And so I always told my players, just tell me, tell me what I need to know because I do not want a lot of these scouts. Now, one thing I did do is I started creating notes. And so I had a document on my desk when I would talk to these scouts. It would have the date, what team I talked to, and what notes I needed. So if they did ask a question that I did not know, I would then be able to go to the athlete, get the answer for that question, and get back to the scout. And so that document helped me. It was called my NFL scout notes document. So I would just, I had them whole printed in a folder. Whenever they would come in, sometimes they come in my office. Sometimes I go meet them somewhere else and I'm just writing. I'm just writing. As I got to Baylor, when I transitioned from Kansas to Baylor, I built a trust with a lot of these scouts. A lot of these guys would say, hey, Ed, like a lot of guys like you. You do a great job. You know, you're very honest. Uh, you don't tear down the kids. You're, you know, um, but we love your input. And I was like, I appreciate it. And at Baylor, they would come meet me before they would like watch film. They'd be like, hey, can you come in here while I watch film? And just tell me what I need to know. So I would talk to them, whatever it may be. Um, and so it was good to hold those, um, those relations. The biggest mistake I made, I found this out at, at, at Baylor. One of the scouts from the Dallas Cowboys, 
he was like, yo, man, like, I've been calling you, man. It's like, I thought you were blocking me. I gave every NFL scout my work number at KU and not my personal number. So when I transitioned to Baylor, I didn't get a chance to text them and they thought that I was ignoring them. So if you're in the role, give your personal number to the NFL scouts. They could be GMs at one point. Maybe want you to do player engagement for them. I learned that lesson and I was like, man, and I started hitting up scouts like, hey man, I'm, I'm here. And they're like, man, Jones, we thought you, they thought that I was blocking one guy. Actually, he was like, man, dude, like, I thought we were good and you just stopped, you just dropped off the face of the earth on me. I was like, oh man, I'm my bad. So that would be my tip outside of <laughs> the NFL scouts deal, the tip inside the tip. But my tip is for NFL scout communication, uh, just make sure you have a document. Make sure you're answering the questions they have. Documents help because what happens is I try to go in there, okay, so-and-so from the Vikings asks this, these three questions. And you go to practice, you forget the questions. So I will write down, excuse me, can you, what question, what do you need? And I will call, hey, I know we had a meeting. I didn't have a pen. What do you need to know about this player? Boom, boom, boom. What you want to take care of the NFL scouts is they're on your campus. Uh, it's a great opportunity to get your players to the next level. And it's a great opportunity, opportunity for yourself to build um, a reputation as a professional. Now, <laughs> once again, a tip inside the tip, give them your personal number. But while you're thinking about that, while you're creating an NFL scout document, check out these tips here uh, that will help you in the player development role. Go out and create generational impact. Don't wait, create that generational impact today. It is time for the player development tip of the week. And this week's tip is to communicate with your red shirts and the scout team. This is very important because if this is unattended, this can cause division in your program. Now, you've already been through fall camp. This is one thing that I've learned. Uh, normally that fourth week, third, fourth week of fall camp, I had coaches that'd be like, hey, just can you be on the lookout? We're about to give scout team jerseys out. And you got guys that have been the man on campus their entire life, coming to high school, maybe another university, and they come here and find out they're on scout team it's never good. Same with red shirt. You may have a guy who's been a four-year varsity player, but hey, you're going to red shirt this year, and you just want to make sure you communicate with the freshmen wherever they are. If they're red shirt, if they're on scout team, if they're not traveling, you want to make sure you communicate with your freshmen and your newcomers because of the transfer portal, all the new people you have coming in your program. Now, here's some positive messaging that you can have as you communicate with them. One of the best rules the NCAA allowed was the new red shirt rule. And I love this rule. I love this rule because I used to see red shirts get burned for one, just one play. It used to be really bad. But a you can play, if you have a red shirt, you can play four games and I believe the bowl game as well. And so what you want to do is communicate with them is, yeah, you may be red shirted, but you are going to have four opportunities to get film. You can get four opportunities to get film plus a bowl game and you get to keep a year of eligibility and that is something positive you want to speak to that newcomer or though most likely your freshmen who have come into the program you're going to have an opportunity but this red shirt is going to save a year but we're also going to get tape so when you get this tape make sure you use the best tape that you can give go out there and do your best the other thing is if they're on scout team so maybe they're you know an underdeveloped freshman who's going to be a true true red shirt or maybe a walk-on you're talking to them about how scout team makes the overall team better. I have never been a part of a winning team that has not had a good scout team. I'll say that again. Actually, I've never been a part of a winning team that does not have a great, a great scout team when I was a high school coach and working in college over that 13 years. And you need to let people know this. You need to let your players know this scout team thing is going to help us for Saturdays when we play, you know, or Thursdays. They got games on Thursdays, Friday, Saturday, but whenever we play. 
this scout team, this opportunity you have will help us win overall and help the program. So that's the player development tip of the week. If you have any tips that you want to learn about, hey, click the link in the show notes. And as always say, go out and create generational impact. Don't wait. Create that generational impact today. And Q-tips, if you listen to this, hey, we could do a sponsorship, you know, Q-tip, tip of the week. Maybe, maybe not. I can twist it like that. Y'all have a good week. Player development tips. Here we go. Today's tip, player notes. Now, you're in fall camp, you have a great opportunity to take player notes because you're at practice all the time. You can take it on whatever you want to take notes on. For me, most of the time I took notes on energy, effort, and coachability. Now, these notes were really, really beneficial for me, and what I would do is I would follow around a position group the entire day. So Tuesday's practice, I'm with the receivers. Wednesday's practice, I'm with the quarterbacks, whatever. And I'm just taking notes taking notes. Hey, this is what I see. This is how they're doing it. Just player notes because what happens a lot of time is that player may come in your office and say, hey coach, my coach is tripping. Man, blah, blah, blah. He ain't want to play me, man. He trying to show me off, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And you have these notes. You say, yeah, I mean, your energy as I didn't think you had great energy. You know, I thought you could have been uh, had better energy. I thought you coachability wise could have been a little better. You know, your effort, uh, you know, whatever it may be. But the player notes help you in that case. It also may help you with a coach. A coach comes in and says, man, you know, man, I don't know if so-and-so gets it, man. He's, he's struggling, whatever it may be. You say, hey, coach, well, you know, I was with your position group today. I personally think so-and-so's effort was really good. Now, could their coachability grow? Yes, but that's teachable. And you're helping coaches see, too, you know what? You're right. Because what happens in fall camp is hot. The the players are tired of hitting their teammates. The coaches is just, you know, it, it's hot. They're, they're tired of, in some cases, teaching the same thing over and over again. And so you can have almost what I would call a recency bias on performance, good or bad. And so when you have these player notes, you can help the players and the coaches kind of get more uh, centered on a realistic um, evaluation of what's going on during fall camp. But yeah, that is a tip right there, player notes. If you're interested in learning more, please reach out. Definitely want to help you. And you know the saying by now, go out and create generational impact. Don't wait. Create that generational impact today. Do you have a lot of player development ideas? Like, do you get on sheets of paper and you're writing this note, you're writing this note, your board's full of everything, and you just want to know how to organize it? Hey, that's where I was at. I'm a creative thinker. I like ideas. Oh, this program sounds cool. This sounds cool if we do this. This sounds cool if we do this. Well, I'm going to help you organize that with our tip of the week, the player development tip of the week here today. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Ed Jones. I'm the founder of Beyond the Field Player Development. And I am so thankful that you were checking out this tip of the week video. As I said earlier, you may have a lot of ideas and there's a lot of ideas and thoughts and things you have. You have them on the board. Like wherever I work, there was a lot of stuff on the board. But I found this out, unfortunately. People would come on my board and they would take the ideas and use them as their own without the credit back to myself. So I used to sit in meetings like, dang, that's kind of messed up. It's not kind of messed up. That's messed up on a lot of levels. And so I said to myself, you know what? I got to get my ideas off of the board and I got to get them to a document. And so I created a thoughts and ideas chart. So this was a chart that I would use. That I would go in and I would type all my thoughts and ideas. And really it was sectioned into four areas. Those four areas are what I wanted to do. So what is this thought? What is this program? What is this idea? What I want to do. The next to it was how 
I want to do it. So this is how I want to get it done. If it's this, we're going to do it this way. The next section was who do I need to help? Who do I need to help me get this done? And then the last section is when is this actually possible? So putting a timetable to it. And once I did this, this helped me really, really get a lot of things off of the board. Originally it was made to get stuff off my board so other people will come in my room and take it. But what it grew into was a guideline of what I needed to get done. And what ended up happening is, as I put out these 150 ideas, thoughts, things like that, is I would flesh it out, we would do it, and I would go back and highlight it to show that it was done. And that really encouraged me and showed different things. But the thing that helped my coach and my administrator, those who looked at me, is that I had a timetable for when things get done. So I had this huge idea, we can get it done in two years. And that to them was like, yo, this is pretty good. So now when I'm asked for resources, they know I'm asking with a 24 month um, view of the resources that I need. And so there's a lot more you can do when you have a timetable and the ideas and programs that you want to do in a player development position. So if you're like me, you got a lot of ideas, you got a lot of things, create that chart, make that thing happen and let me know how it helps you. If this video has helped you in any way, please like and subscribe. And if you are, if you are, you have questions about player development and how do I get started? I have a course just for you. Check out the player development resources there in the show notes and check out the guide to player development course. It is a self-paced course that will help you create a player development outline to help you create impact in the role immediately. Thank you so much for checking out this week's tip of the week. And as always, go out and create what? Yeah, you got it. Generational impact. Don't wait. Create that generational impact today. Have a good one. God bless. Don't do it alone. Do not be in the player development role and do it alone. Find you a support group. Create a player development support group. It is time for this week's tip of the week. And if you missed out on some of these tips, you're like, man, you have this many tips. Where are the rest of them? They're in this playlist. Excuse me, right here. This playlist right here. All right, so let's talk about this. You do not want to do it alone in the role. I talked about it before on this page and in videos I've made. My first year, I did not reach out to anybody in the player development role, and that was not smart at all. You want to reach out to those who are in the role. And this reach out helps you because the number one thing you find out is who actually is doing player development and who wants to coach. That is something that still happens in player development. I still get calls from programs that say, do you know anybody who wants to be just player development? So it still happens. But if you're looking to create that support group, this is where I would start. Number one, start in your athletic department. There may be people doing player development for teams, but even greater than that, you're going to have a student athlete or you should have a student athlete development department somewhere in your athletic department. Someone servicing the athletes as well. Uh, not not only you on the campus, someone else is uh, in the athletic department. So create, start with that person. Whoever's in student athlete development, create a support group with them, meet with them, see if you got weekly meetings, talk about things, share programs. Then from there, reach out to people in your conference. You know, I worked in college football and I was able to travel with the team every week. And so you go to these games, you're going to meet the person who does player development at the other school. So reach out to them. Hey, I would love to meet with you before kick, you know, once you get in the stadium, let me know, whatever blah, 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 let's connect, you know, and you can meet them in person. You could talk about things, game day things, just how you are in the role, whatever it may be. Definitely, definitely pretty support group with those people who are in your conference. Then from there, 
do the old school route. Come on, Yellow Pages, and and type in Director of Player Development on Twitter or LinkedIn. You will find a plethora of professionals and many from around the world. Yes, I've connected with people from around the world. Player development professionals in Japan, Australia, England, Africa. It's been incredible. So you want to reach out to those people and connect, connect. You'll be shocked at how many people will talk to you, uh, provide advice, how many people you can create community with from there. But you do not want to be in this role and feel like you're alone. Make sure you create a player development support group. And it is pivotal, pivotal to the impact that you can make in the world. Well, while you're here, check out the player development resources here in the show notes. It talks about the course, the two books I created, and some other things there that can provide value that will provide value for you in the role. And before you go, check out this tips playlist. I know I had it there earlier, but it is back. There it is. Bing, bing. Go out and create generational impact. Don't wait. Create that generational impact today. Don't wait. Create it today. Have a good one. God bless. The players don't want to be there. They don't want to be there. I'm sorry, I know you have the best programming in the country, I know you put all your efforts into this, but they don't wanna be there. This was an unfortunate truth I had to find out in the role. It is time for the tip of the week, and this week's player development tip is to have food whenever you're programming. Yes, food. The players don't wanna be there, okay? They, they like what you're doing and things like that. They understand, but they still don't wanna be there. I used to have players literally walk in, hey Jones, I love you, man, but I don't wanna be here. And I would say, that's too bad. Uh, let's go in here and let's learn and this is what you're gonna learn. But one way we got them there was food. So I started before all the food was where it's at now. I started when I was in the role when the Connecticut basketball team won the national championship. I believe it's Connecticut, correct me if I'm wrong. And their point guard was like, hey, this is awesome to win a championship, but if I get a, a box of pizza and I'm hungry tonight from somebody, I'm ineligible. And a lot of people, it woke up a lot of people. And so the NCAA changed it to where you could have grabbable things and it, it's a lot. But one thing we did that was very, very successful for programming was we had food. No matter if it was a speaker, no matter if it was a summer series, even one year at the University of Houston, we did uh, before career fair, we would have food there for the people who were coming, those people who would come to help us, the companies, we'd have food for them and then we replace it and have hot food there uh, for the players before the career fair. Now we also had utensils for them to brush their teeth and, and get, you know, chewing gum, mouthwash, all that. And we have food for them on the way out. You know, food is something that will help your programming. It will help your programming. Uh, they knew, you know, when we worked at, when I worked at Kansas, hey, it was gonna be hot food, even at Baylor. Everywhere I've been, we had food. And food is a, uh, it's a gateway to get them there. You know, especially if you, you can't necessarily say it's mandatory, some of the programming, some of it, you know, is highly encouraged, highly encouraged. But uh, food is one way to get them there. You know, it helps extend your programming, right? Food can extend your program. So let's say you have something that you know is gonna be a little longer than most. You may have a snack. All right, guys, you'll grab this snack before you go into program. When you come out, we'll do a light dinner and then we'll go back in and you'll have a snack on the way out. You know, hey, it just helps extend because they know they're getting fed. That's the big thing. Man, I'm hungry. I don't wanna be here, blah, blah, blah. Now, I know I said they don't wanna be there. They go through the program and they find out They find out how it helps them and they are thankful for it. But the food is the way is the way to get them. Now, one thing we did at, at uh, one of the universities I worked at, we had the leadership council vote for food. So this was more, this was better because some of the food we were picking, coaches normally picked it where I was at, and some, you know, coaches, what coaches want to eat and players want to eat, 
can be uh, very different. So we had our leadership council vote for the food. They would talk to their teammates or their position group. And now players felt like they had buy-in for programming because they were able to select the food. Now, if you think that is minor, if you think that is ridiculous, try doing programming without food. Let me know how that goes for you. Anyway, thank you so much for um, checking out this, this tip of the week. If you liked what you heard today, please like, subscribe, uh, and share. Share with someone. That would be great for me. Well, while you're doing that, check out this tips of the week playlist right here. We're going to go bottom or down today. And go out and create generational impact. Don't wait. Create that generational impact today. God bless you. Thank you. And man, I am so thankful that you have tuned in. And I want to let you know, for my 100th podcast episode, 100th podcast episode, we are going to do 100 tips of player development. Player development tip of the week, give extra shirts away. Yeah, give them away. Y'all got them. Go down to the equipment manager and find out what he needs to get out, he or she needs to get out of that room. There's going to be something. Maybe it's a shirt that is discontinued. You can't wear anymore. I found this out at KU when we worked for Adidas. Adidas literally only let us wear whatever it was for that year. Or maybe a camp shirt that you got to hold. You overordered on camp shirts and the, the shirt is dated, meaning it says 2023 and you can't use it for 2024 as camps, whatever it may be. But give out extra shirts. Here are some places you can give out extra shirts. Elementary schools, when you visit them on campus, I talked about this on the first day of school podcast I did. Check it out. But you can give it out on campus to students. You can give it out to your students that are waiting for tickets, tailgating, different things like that. You can give it to a, uh, I don't, can you give it to alumni? Check with your compliance if you give it to alumni. I don't want to get you caught up in that. But there's a great opportunity to get not only the shirts off, off the hands of your equipment managers, but to get the message, get the branding, get uh, just the color of your institution out in the city. So if you have extra shirts, give them away. And if you're like me, shout out to all the equipment directors that I, I work with. Y'all were all incredible. When you do things like this, you remove a headache from your equipment manager. That's going to help you later on. I like gear. So you know, there are times I was like, hey, can I, you know, can I see that? Can I have that? Can I wear that? Well, once you created that where you remove stuff off their plate, they're more willing to help. Once again, everybody I work with, you all were incredible if you're watching this video. But, and even if you're not watching this video, you're incredible. But like I said, give shirts away. There's a great opportunity to do it. And it also helps you. It helps you get uh, your student athletes. If you do it around the city, you do it on campus, you can count it towards uh, hours, different things like that. And it helps them engage with other people. But that is my player development tip. Give those shirts away. Get them out. Let the brand spread all throughout the city. Thank you so much for checking out this player development tip. Check out these other videos here and the player development tip playlist. You know what I'm going to say. Go out and create generational impact. Don't wait. Create that generational impact today. You will need speakers in your player development program. Yes, you will have to go out and find people who will come in and speak to your athletes. And so because of that, you got to research speakers. You got to research it, right? You're not going to be able to get all the people at a top dollar. So you got to research some and find. I will let you know how to do that in this week's player development tip of the week. Yes. Hey, I'm Ed Jones, founder of Beyond the Field Player Development, and I am giving you the tip of the week. This week's tip is to research speakers. Now, 
if you're on social media, you will see the heavy hitter speakers, the big programs, the individuals who do a great job and who are continually hired by certain programs. When I was at University of Houston, I found out really quick, those people are not in my budget. That is nothing against them. Life is life. And if I can't afford a Tesla, I still have to find transportation. So uh, there are some really, really good speakers out there who are either starting off, need a break, uh, and who are just underrated. Maybe they don't have the reach. Maybe they haven't been in front of the right people, right? Um, that doesn't mean that they are not on the level of those speakers. I use the analogy of a Tesla, but in all reality, all speakers are valuable. They're all valuable. You will find some diamonds, some gems, if you do your research. And if, if you know what you want from speakers, and the thing that happens, I've learned this, from a lot of speakers, you can tie that speaker in and you can have them to help your program and they can understand your program. So the, the more you get and research speakers who are either doing it and once again, may not have a national stage, but are great at what they do. You can talk to them about the program, what you're looking for. You don't get a, uh, in some cases, a carbon copy or a, Hey, I'm just rolling in here doing this and I'm out. You can get real relationships. I have seen it. So let's talk about research speakers. Once again, your coaches are going to look at these videos. They're going to look at these videos and say, hey, we want to get so-and-so in here. And you may not have the budget for that person. That is okay. There is nothing wrong with that. You may not have the budget for it, but you can still get quality. You can still provide value to your athletes. So you have to do your research. One thing I do is in the player development role, I will get LinkedIn messages for people that want to talk. They're going to come, they're going to come to you. They're going to, they will financial literacy people, motivation, they will, once you put, I'm a director of player development, your inbox is going to be filled with people who want to speak. So then you do your research. You go look at TED Talks. You look at them on podcasts. You look at uh, their, their social media to see if their brand, are you a speaker? Are you a speaker? You're saying you're a speaker. I need to see you speak. I need to see you speak. Now, I was big on helping people um, get, you know, maybe their first collegiate engagement. So when I was at University of Houston, that was something that we could promise. We're going to pay you and may not be able to pay you with the Texas A&Ms or the Texas, the Texas is could pay, but we can pay you this and we can be your first co collegiate um, program to get it. But I wasn't about to just give this to anybody. I had to see that you have spoken, spoken, excuse me, and have had results. I'm looking at LinkedIn recommendations. I'm looking at what people are saying. I'm typing your name in just to see if people are saying anything on Twitter, Instagram, whatever. I'm doing my research because I cannot bring someone in front of my players who cannot get it done, who cannot provide value because I may not get that opportunity again. And so once again, you want to research speakers. If they're sending you stuff, they're going to come to you. Just research them, research them, right? Research them. Then you want to talk to people. You may see this goes back to, it's actually right here. I had a tip. So tips of the week, this Twitter list, that tip right there. You may see someone uh, in player development. You say, hey, that speaker spoke to you. I've never heard of this speaker. Tell me more about this speaker. And ask them, oh, so-and-so is great. They did this. We did this. That is another way to research speakers. But you have to do your due diligence. You have to do your work. You do not want to get somebody in there that cannot engage. Or what I've learned from my guy, Will Baggett. Shout out to Will Baggett and monetize your message. Um, you have to enrich, enrich the athletes. So do your research on speakers. Uh, and then another thing is once you do your research, you know, you want to section your speakers. Okay. Here's my financial speaker. Here's a career speaker. Here's a branding speaker. Here's a relational speaker. Here's a motivational speaker. And then as you do your research, 
put people into categories. Now, is there someone that could do all of this? Absolutely. So you can put an all-star speaker at the head, but you want to do your research. It is too much information out there for you not to do your research. YouTube, TED Talks, Google, do your research. Research the speakers and get those people in front of your teams because there are a lot of incredible speakers out there. I know many of them. And if you need a list, reach out to me. Reach out to me. I will give you a list of speakers that I approve, speakers who have done incredible jobs for me and speakers that have done incredible jobs for people that I trust. And so make sure as you're in a role, you will have to get speakers. Make sure you do your research. Now, uh, this is the final tip of the week for 2023. I have enjoyed creating this tip initiative for you all. I thank everybody who's locked in on this. This has been a labor of love for me. Uh, as you all know, next week is the 100th episode, the 100th podcast of the Player Development Pod. Let's go. 100 episodes. And I will give a 100 tips of player development during the episode. So don't miss. Don't miss that. We will go live. So check our socials at BTF underscore program. And we will give you more information on when that's going to happen. Um, but you don't want to miss that. And I just want to let y'all know as we, and I'll talk about this next week, but as we transition into 2024, we're going to pull back on these questions of the week, these tips of the week, these playlists, going to add that to a, a longer episode, but it's been a labor of love. I've enjoyed bringing this content to you, but in 2024 business mindset, all chit strap, we going to get this paper. So uh, if you have enjoyed what I've done for you um, in this free setting, please, please reach out to me. Let's get some, I have services. This is a business. This is not just a YouTube channel and I want to help you in the world. All right. That's all I have for today. I can't wait to see you. You better be there next week. I'm taking role and you better be there. I, hey, I, I know who's watching this. You better be there. <laughs> Check out this tips playlist. So these are all the tips uh, so far. And I can't wait to see you next week for a hundred tips of player development. Go out, create generational impact. Don't wait, create that generational impact today. How do you document the impact that you're making in the player development role? It's time for the player development tip of the week. And this week's tip, and really a shout out to people who do incredible work in athletic departments is our creative teams. You need to work with and collaborate with your creative team. They are, every university I've worked out with, work with, every university I work for, um, the creative team was incredible. I'm gonna give a shout out at the end of the uh, podcast that I don't wanna miss uh, anyone. But working with your creative team will help you in the role. And what do I mean by this? Once again, you're going out, you're getting things done, and you need to document this. And I know there are some of you all maybe thinking like, man, let's just go to the, can we not just do community stuff and not have it recorded and, and things like that? And I'm gonna be honest with you. I had those questions when I was in the role. The thing that stuck out to me though, that really pushed me to document what we were doing was there is so many bad things. There are so many bad things talked about on, about athletes on social media and throughout the world. And people have these perceived notions of who athletes are and they're spoiled and they do this. And so I was like, you know what? I'm going to put a dent into this foolishness and these uh, just, just narratives about athletes by showing who athletes truly are. And that's how I went about it. We don't want to go out there and say, hey, look at us. I want to say, hey, look at who they are. Like not what we're doing. Look at who look at the heart of these athletes. Right. And so that's what I did. But 
a couple ways you can do it. You want to bring your creative team along. So what I would do is I would say, hey, this is what we're doing. Even meet with them. Hey, can I meet with y'all? Meet with the creative team. Hey, we're going to go to this school. We're having this career thing here. This person's shadowing this person. We have this speaker come through. We're doing this. We're doing that. So you get it on their calendar because they are busy. They are busy. And shout out to the creative teams. They're making videos. They're making graphics. And there's a lot of people they work with who don't realize that they're busy. You know, they just give them stuff and because they do great work, right? They do great work. Here, do this, do this, do this, make this graphic, do this. And it's just like, y'all, they got, they have lives. And, and what I always want to do is let them know ahead of time. So they may say, hey, Ed, we won't be able to make this one because we got to get this done, this project done, but we can come on the next one. Cool. I never really, now, did I do it sometimes? Yes, I had to learn. I walk in like, hey, can somebody come with me? Yes, but I learned over time in speaking to our creative team. Shout out really to Alex Niederhoff. Alex Niederhoff, who's at Wisconsin, I believe, on Wisconsin really helped me understand this he came off it's like hey ed you know it'd be really good we want to help you um just give us a heads up so i was like sweet we can do that so anyway uh but give them a heads up talk to them they want to help they want to help they love it every creative i've ever worked with they love getting out in the community they love helping create programming for the players they love it and the thing that i love about working with them is you're we're both adding value to each other. So their portfolio is deepening to show that, hey, I do more than just make graphics or I do more than just make highlight videos. But they're also providing value to you in a player development role because what happened at one university is uh, one of the head coaches I work for, his wife loves seeing our players in the community. So she would always send him pictures. And the next thing I know, he's got me in the office like, hey, what are we doing in the community? What's our community plan? So now I'm with uh, my guy who I'll uh, shout out here, the end, Terrence Stewart. And we're like, all right, this is what we need to do. This is how we're going to get it done. But it helped me in the role, too. It helped them putting stuff out, help my coach and even administrator or even coaches or just people in athletics understand, oh, that's what you're doing in player development. Once again, people do not understand what player development is. And any chance you have to help with the messaging, you got to take it. So the creative team, once again, they can help make videos, graphics, all that. Matter of fact, let me break down the people I work with and talk to you about how they help. All right, so at the University of Houston, first guy, I work with Adam Cordaggi. Adam Cordaggi is incredible. Man, Adam works for, uh, I think, the MLB right now. Uh, Adam, if you see this, shout out to you. Hope all is well. And Adam helped me. I was in high school relations, so Adam was making, you know, I was in high school relations and player development. So Adam was making, hey, coach, congrats on your first win. Hey, coach, congrats on your 100th win. Or we would go out in the community. Adam was making a graphic or he'd take pictures. Or if we did a career thing, he was there. And so Adam was like my first uh, intro. And they're like, wow, this creative team, uh, this creative person on the creative team actually helps uh, provide value to what we're doing in player development. And after that, Adam, you know, he had opportunity to get promoted. And hey, things happen in athletics when you're good. You, you get to move around a lot. And Terrence Stewart came around. T. Stu, Mo City, stand up. So me and T. Stu, we took uh, it to the next level. So like literally, we got to a point where we were doing so much in the community. We had meetings where we sat down, we jotted out, and we like he would talk to players about getting in the community. I was talking to players about getting in the community. He was taking pictures. He was taking videos. It, it got to the point where like literally, that that that's the closest I've ever had somebody who I felt like. You know, and, and I'm gonna talk about a podcast next week about what my ideal player development staff would look like. Working with Terrence showed me like, man, it would be great if you could have somebody in the player development department or maybe splitting between the two, who is like literally working on the creative side, graphics, pictures. Uh, we did a lot uh, on campus, a lot in the city, and it was just really, really cool to, to work with Adam and Terrence at the University of Houston. At KU, work, got a chance to work with one of the 
most incredible professionals, uh, and, and once again, all these people are incredible I work with. Uh, Ashley McCaffrey, Smash, as we called her, Smash McCaffrey, um, just, uh, just her mind and creativity was just incredible. I was able to work with her on player development stuff, but not only player development stuff, uh, Ashley was really big. She knew NIO was coming. She was really great at branding, and so we were able to do branding workshops, and this one was pretty cool because I was able to kind of step back and co-facilitate and let Ashley really dive into you know, her passion. And, and it was just great to see that, you know, we're in these meetings and they were like, hey, hey let's have a meeting. I was like, well, let me go get Ashley. And it was able, we people were able to see, hey, you know, our creative team is more than just creative. And so we were able to do this branded workshop uh, with our players for NIL happen. It's pretty cool. Some of them are still uh, benefiting from that there. Then there was Kevin Berg. Shout out to my guy, Kay Berg. Kay Berg, man, the videos he made. Uh, I, I need to find it. I'm gonna try and edit it. Uh, it may be at the end of this video. I'm recording earlier, I'm batching. So I'm gonna try and find it, put it th at the end of this video. But if not, I'll find it and load it um, to uh, the page. But he did a documentary where we had a speaker. He had a speaker talk, he had me talk. And I, I appreciate Kev, because when I talked, I was in a suit, I was very formal. He's like, man, we gotta get you relaxed. And so Kev worked a lot with me to get get a lot of the program we did. He got it documented. So really appreciate it for Kev uh, for doing that. Because he, he, once again, they don't have to do this. They don't have to do this. They they like the coach, if they go to the head coach, like, hey, he wants me to do stuff in player development. The head coach is like, hey, I need you to do, and, and they're like, I need you to do stuff in recruiting. Player development stuff's probably gonna get pushed to the back. So I appreciate Kev for the videos and just even the ideas and how he, captured a lot of things we did and then Keenan Ty Jones shout out to Keenan Ty Jones Keenan Ty Jones created the beyond the field logo that I've been using for the last what is it three years now so shout out to Keenan uh, we were just talking and he's like hey man like if you I was telling about my passions he's like man I, I could create a logo for you and so the logo you see here the color scheme all that like shout out to Keenan Ty Jones for that and then I had an opportunity to go to Baylor and once again, there was a you're doing things at a high level. There's transition, but before they transitioned, I was able to work with Addison, Patrick, and Jordan. And Addison really helped me. We created something called the Baylor Standard. And not only did she help me create graphics, but she was able to. We talked about this, like, hey, what do you think about this? We were able to look at gear. Does this work here? Should we use this? You know, what if we did pillars this way? What if we did this? Like. I was able to have meetings with her, and I'm thankful once again she made time to sit there and kind of flesh this out with me. It was really cool. Patrick Clancy was able to shot Addison Skag. Sorry, I didn't say your last name. Um, so Addison was was just awesome. Um, and then Patrick Clancy was there with the video. Him and, and Jordan Burgess helping with the video graphics, things like that. When we did, we actually did do the Baylor Standard event, or we did other events. They were around capturing video, and that was huge, huge, huge for me. And then the last three, so they all transitioned. They got a chance to go to other universities or run departments. It's pretty cool. You know, Addison went to Ohio State, I believe. Patrick went to Georgia Tech. And then Jordan went to my alma mater, University of Houston. So it was awesome to see them move. And we had three people come in, Jay, Ryan, and Aaron. And they came in, and it was incredible. They picked up where we left off on the Baylor Standard. They did some other stuff. One of the coolest things that uh, Jay, Ryan, and Aaron did for me um, that, that I really, really appreciated, you all kind of know, my situation at Baylor it didn't it didn't turn out to what I thought it would be but one thing I really really appreciate from uh, those three is I was a part of the NFL college football administrators committee and what I did is I didn't tell anybody I didn't tell anybody on our staff because I just at that time I kind of figured you know I was like man I, I'm good like these I'm not getting the support I want so why bring this up this is gonna be a detractor uh, and so anyway 
our SID, I can't remember his name, I can see his face, but he came, he's like, hey, Ed, you know you're part of the NFL committee? And I was like, yeah. He's like, why do you let us know? I was like, look, man, it's, it's fall camp. I don't want to be a distraction, blah, 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 blah. And like Jay, Aaron, and Ryan were like, no, we're going to highlight this. And like that meant a lot to me because it was tough. It was tough uh, during that time for me personally and professionally. And so they came out and they were like, they followed me around all practices. <laughs> like they kept taking pictures of me. And they finally found a picture. I was, it was, it was weird because like they're taking a picture, but they found a picture and they made a graphic and it was pretty cool. Like they, they made it a big deal. And I, I really tried to just keep it calm because I just didn't want to, the, the waters were already mur murky and I didn't want to, whatever I, we can talk about that another day but i really appreciate ryan jay and aaron so much jay ryan and aaron if you're watching this y'all don't know how much that meant to me and i need to reach out to, to you all and let you know personally uh which i will uh that helped me so much it was a tough time for me personally professionally as i said and you all really really lifted me up by taking the time to highlight me and the accomplishments that i made in my career so i really truly appreciate y'all and i appreciate you addison patrick jordan uh, ashley kevin keenan Terrence, my guy, Adam Cordaggi. Thank y'all so much. So if you're in a role, please connect with your creative team. Creatives are incredible. Creatives all around the world. There's probably some I missed. I'm sorry. The interns that work for them, uh, you, all, you all are incredible at what you do. Uh, you bring an experience to the fan, to the staff member, to the player that nobody else could. And I just thank y'all so much. If you're in a player development role and you're working with an impactful creative, take them out to lunch. Take them out to lunch or get them coffee or whatever it may be. Thank y'all so much for what you do. And and if you want more tips in a player development role, check out this playlist here. As always, go out and create generational impact. Don't wait, create that generational impact today. God bless and have a great one. Player development tip of the week. It is hurricane season and you need to prepare. Hurricane season is not fun for anyone. And I pray for anybody who has a face of hurricane this year. I'm from Houston. I saw what Hurricane Harvey did uh, to my city and to my loved ones and people I know. And so hurricane season is here and it is something that can affect your players. Now, like I said, at the University of Houston, we I was at the University of Houston when Hurricane Harvey came through. And what we did is we got our players we got them to Austin. They went to Austin. I was a, one of the few staff members that stayed behind at, at the, in Houston, sorry, to make sure that everything was good. But um, you want to make sure players are good. Now, the thing that I learned going from Houston to Kansas was is Houston, it was going to hit us. So we as a program had to move. In Kansas, there was not a threat. But what I had to do is we had a lot of players from out of state. And so I created a chart. And if you want this chart, reach out to me. I created a chart for our players uh, that were from certain areas where hurricanes hit. So our players from Florida, our players from Mississippi, Alabama, the Gulf, you know, Louisiana, Texas, some on the uh, East Coast. If it got to the Carolinas, there are some cases where, you know, hurricanes can come from just different places. I remember one year it got all the way up, I think almost up to like New York one year. And so you just want to make sure that you have that list of players who a hurricane can hit. And what I did was I reached out to them. I asked them what the plan was for their family. What is your family going to do? Okay, they let me know. Who is emergency number to call? All right, who, who, what family member are they going to stay with? We wanted as much information as possible. And the reason why I did this is to help not only us know, but to help the player communicate. To get the player, yeah, I understand you're a student. I understand you're, you know, you got football, but you need to communicate with your family, see where they're gonna be. And the parents, sometimes I knew the parents. So I would call, hey, Miss So and So, or hey, Mister So and So, or, hey, Grandma, hey, Auntie, you know, whoever. Um, 
and make sure that everything was good. But you want to ensure that as hurricane season comes, not only are your players safe, if you're in an area where the hurricane's going to hit, but your players that if you're in a, in a state where a hurricane may not hit you, uh, but you have players from areas where it could, you want to make sure that they, their families are good, that they have a plan. You want to make sure that you're caring for those in the program. This also goes for coaches and support staff. And so one of the things, um, you know, I really, really appreciated at Kansas while I was doing this, you know, helping our players, someone on our staff was like, hey, Jones, you know, it was a hurricane getting close and possibly hit the Gulf of Mexico near Houston. And they were like, Jones, is your family good? You know, what are they going to do? And it helped me, like I said, for the players, I reached out, hey, mom, how y'all doing? Hey, brother, how you doing? Hey, sister, how you doing? You know, what are y'all going to do? I reached out to friends, y'all all good, whatever it may be. And so this is a season where uh, it's going to happen and it happens every year uh, to certain places in the country, but it's a great opportunity for you to uh, extend a hand uh, show love to your players and their families. Now, with that, go out and create generational impact. Don't wait. Create that generational impact today. And I pray for all the programs and people listening who are in areas where a hurricane uh, is coming or may hit. May God be with you and keep you. Keep information on a separate drive. Keep information on a separate drive. This is the tip of the week for player development. I learned this at two institutions I worked at. One institution, uh, there was someone who created something. They went to another school. They tried to take what they created off the school's computer. The school said, that is not yours. That is ours. Another person told me, Jones, always keep stuff on a drive. So keep your files on a drive. That's for player development. That's people working in athletics. Keep it on a drive. That is my tip of the week. I can't harp on that enough for you. It actually helped me out at one place where... You know, I was transitioning out, um, didn't go as well as I thought it would, would go at that place. And the day before I was terminated, they wanted all my stuff. Hey, can you put all your stuff on a drive? And I thought it was kind of weird. And I'm glad that I was like, oh, I'll get it to you all by the end of the week because they let me go and they got all my stuff and let me go. So keep all your information on a separate drive. That is the player development tip of the week. Have a great day. Create generational impact. Don't wait, create that generational impact today. And check out these videos while you're creating that impact. Laminate it, just laminate it, and you are done. If you laminate it, it's the best thing that will ever happen to you. For today's player development tip, I wanna to talk to you about laminating things. This could be rosters uh, for travel, whatever it may be. If you have a roster, the best thing to do is laminate it. Now, I don't have a roster, so this is why you see this blank laminated piece of paper, but when I was in the role, when we were going trips, bus trips, we had check buses and all the hotels rooms. I laminated the roster. Why? Because you're going to check when they get on the bus. You're going to wipe it off. You're going to eat dinner. They're going to get back on the bus. You got to check again. Wipe it off. Before the game, you got to check them again. Wipe it off. You're going to check their hotel rooms. Boom. Wipe it off. Check if they're in a the position group. Boom. Wipe it off. It is it was a game changer to me rather than printing out 10 sheets and I can't find this sheet and which sheet did I already check on or what happened. It's easy. Laminate the sheet, laminate the roster. Bing, bang, 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 bing. Everybody in there, we're good. Hey, coach, these people are here. There they go. They're good. Wipe it off for the next thing. So if you're in a roll, please laminate. Laminate. It will save you so much. Trust me. People thought I was crazy because I laminated and they would laugh and all that. But after a while, People was asking for that lamination. They knew that I knew where everybody was at 
if it was a hotel, if it was a building, whatever. So people may laugh at you. They did for me for three years. But I tell you one thing, when the coach came down that hallway and was asking who's here, who's there, I can tell you who could tell you who was and who wasn't there. And that was me. So laminate. Hey, y'all go out, create generational impact. Don't wait, create that generational impact today. Check out these videos to help you in player development. Two-year contract. Ask for a two-year contract. This was a big mistake I made going from one Power 5 school to another Power 5 school that was giving me the opportunity to be an assistant AD and a $40,000 pay raise. I wish I would have asked for a two-year contract because as some of you all know, the situation didn't work out and I was terminated at that university. Well, one of my mentors was like, hey man, I know you're on that two year, so you're good. I actually signed a one year contract. So my player development tip for today is if you are growing and you're going from group of five to power five to those certain schools in the power five, Big 10, SEC, ACC, the Big 12, whatever it may be, those big organizations or if professionally you're going to organizations, get a contract, two year. I've heard people in the pros get three year contracts, but get a contract, ask for a contract. If I could do it all over again, I would take taking less money per year to get another year's worth of a contract. So some may not agree with that, but either way it is, get on a contract. They want you, they came looking for you, ask for a two year or three year contract, but make sure you're in a contract, you sign a contract uh, because you don't know what's gonna happen. So that's my tip for today. Hey, and if you get that two-year contract, three-year contract, hey, slide your boy at $20. No, I'm just playing. Y'all go out, create generational impact. Don't wait, create that generational impact today. And while you create it, check out these videos right here. See ya. All right, do you want to keep up with other player development professionals in the player development space? Do you want to see what they're doing? Do you want to see the programs during the summer? Do you want to connect with them, see how, how they're doing overall and just engage them? Or if you kind of want to do your you know, spy research and see from afar what they're doing. The best way to do this is Twitter list. Hey, it's time for the tip of the week. And this week's player development tip of the week is to use Twitter list. Twitter lists are incredible. Where is it? X now. I, I'm going to call it Twitter. Uh, it's mama named me Twitter, so I'm going to call it Twitter. Uh, but Twitter lists are something that I used to use in a role uh, to not only look at professionals and player development, but even like uh, student athlete development programs and just see what people were doing. So you have this list of professionals and I may do like a professionals list and a programs list. And the benefit of this is you can group everybody together. So you can group everybody together and you know when most of your programming is going. So you could check it periodically. You may want to check during the season, not much is going on, but you know, there's a lot of programming going on in January. How is everybody doing, you know, newcomer orientation? Are they videoing athletes moving in or what are they doing? You know, you look closer to post spring. What are they doing? Are they doing any finals thing? But the biggest time for me to check these lists were the summer. And there's a lot of summer programming. So I would go on Twitter, look at the list. Oh, that's pretty cool what they're doing. Reach out to them. Hey, that's, that's awesome what you're doing. We'd love to talk about, talk to you more about what you're doing. Or you're looking at people inside your conference and you're saying, hey, coach, uh, at, you know, eight out of the 10 schools in our conference are doing this. Is it possible that we can do this? But anyway, the list help you, but it, it, it allows you to check periodically on what's going on in player development. The other thing too, is it, it was really um, a self scout for me. Like, oh man, they thought about this. I didn't think about this or, oh, look at how they're, you know, showing uh, what they're doing, be it a video, a graphic, whatever it may be. But it just allowed you to, to not only see what people are doing, but it also allows you to see what you're doing. 
um, in, in a positive way. And it allows you to reach out to people. Like one of the biggest things I always tell people, they're like, oh, how do I reach out to people? You know, because their inbox is filled with people who want to know about player development, especially if you're a student and you're trying to transition into the role. Biggest thing you can do is like check programming and, and like literally say, hey, I noticed yesterday or last week you all did this, you know, readathon with the local school district. How did you get that done? Who did you reach out to? Now you're asking a specific question. You've highlighted, first of all, you said kudos to you. You did a great job. So giving them, you know, a compliment. Boom. You did a great job. Boom. The second thing you're asking a question and now you have this connect that can help you and maybe they can connect you to somebody else who can help you deeper. So these lists which is really, really good for professional development. And if you want to keep a uh, keep tasks or tabs, I guess that would be the word for all those in the space as well. Twitter list will help you or X or I'm sorry, Elon, I don't know what it's, I'm gonna call it Twitter, like whatever. Twitter list will help you in the role. And you know what else will help you in a player development role? Hey, the guide to player development course. It will, yes, it will. Yes, it will. It will help you create a player development outline so that you can strategically communicate to your coach, to administrators, what you're doing in the role. And the other thing that will help you in the role is checking out this tips playlist right here of other tips in player development. As always, go out there and do what? I say, I say what? Go out and create generational impact. Don't wait. Create that generational impact today. Oh, man, what, what was their number? Oh, man, I, I thought I had his number in my phone. Man, I, oh man, I, I don't have that guy's number in my phone. Yeah, it's happened to me. Today's tip of the week is to keep NFL scouts and others' numbers in your personal phone. Give them your personal number. I talked about this last week in NFL scout communication. There was one scout who I was at Kansas. He saw me at Baylor. He was like, dang, Jones, man, you just went dark on me. I gave him my work number. If you have a work number, Give scouts your personal number, but not just scouts. If you meet anyone at your conference office, give them your personal number. If you meet uh, other professionals that are, you know, you would want to do work with or want to get to know, give them your personal number. If you have colleagues that you're like, hey, this, hey, they're, they're special. They're gonna do something big at some point. Give them your personal number. The tip of this week is anybody who you know is great, doing great things or is ambitious, you know, a scout may be a GM one day, an assistant AD may be an AD one day, one of your colleagues may be a head coach one day. If you find someone that, that has that it, and you know what I'm talking about, you know when you find people with that it, make sure they have your personal number and make sure you have their personal number. That is the tip of the week. Uh, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time there, but you wanna make sure that anybody from the pros, Anybody from your conference, anybody in your conference, anybody in the athletic department you work with, and those that you work with, or if you're in the pro leagues, those you work around, or just people around the community, people that have that it, that it, and you want to stay connected to them, give them your personal number. All right, that's the tip of the week. Kept it simple this week, uh, kind of piggybacking on the NFL scout communication, which you actually can check out right here. You can hear more about my story of not having a personal number on my phone. And after you check that out, you can check out the tips playlist here. Go out and create generational impact. Don't wait, create that generational impact today. It is time for the player development tip of the week. And if you're listening from Q-Tips, come on, support your boy. I could do this whole segment with a Q-Tip in my ear, kind of get it. My ears are clean, so there wouldn't be much wax. All right, anyway, time for the player development tip of the week. And this week, this week's tip is to 
take care of your travel roster rookies. And what I mean by that is, if you all don't know, a college football team has 120 uh, people on the team. When you travel, the list was 72. It might be more now, maybe 75. But you have 70 plus players who travel. So there's about a little, little over 40 players who do not travel. And so as the week goes on, unfortunately, you all know football is a collision sport. And so uh, there's injuries, there's players who do better, there's competition, different things like that. But you're going to have most likely each week or every other week, someone that is new to the travel roster and someone is new to how things happen when we travel. One thing I appreciate at every university I'm at is working with the director of ops. Whenever we put on a new travel person, I'm going down there talking to equipment. We're making sure that they got their travel bag, they got the polo, they got the sweats, they got all the stuff, the shoes, because uh, travel gear is a lot different than the regular gear. And so shout out to all the equipment uh, staffs I work with. They always took care of that. But you want to make sure that these, these travel rookies, as I would call them, know what to expect in the hotel, at the dinners, in the meetings, where to be, where what to do. And, you know, it's important to communicate with these travel rookies. There was one university I worked at, and this week, this certain week, we had a lot of uh, newcomers that were on the travel roster, a whole bunch of travel roster rookies. And I remember talking to someone on staff and saying, hey, it might be best that we kind of bring them into a meeting and tell them where they need to be, what they need to wear, like just really, truly break it down because it was like a lot of them. And I was denied this opportunity. I was like, all right, you know, I, big thing for me in the role is I always want to make sure I said what I thought should happen. I never want to sit there and be like, man, dang it, I knew I should have said that. So I said it. I was denied. The person said they'll figure it out. Somebody help them. Right. So we're getting this meeting, this team meeting. And three of these travel rookies are wearing the wrong thing. And here we are. Now, the head coach and coaches are frustrated with these guys. They're yelling at these guys. Hey, why, 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 why would you wear this? Why would you do this? And I'm literally looking at the person on staff that denied me like. We, we could have took care of this. We knew they were when we're knew that we knew they were travel rookies. We knew this would happen. The reason why this stuff is important is because now these guys got chewed out by the head coach. The head coach frustrated. Now we have to start the meeting late. And we're, you know, yeah, they can read a sheet of paper, but they're new. They, they don't know. They're, they're, they don't want to mess up. They just want to, like, most travel rookies, most, are not coming on to get significant playing time. And so they don't want to mess it up. They have opportunity to get in the game. And here we are. We're chewing these guys out. These guys feel bad. They got to do up-downs. All this different stuff. And here, you know, a day before, I was like, we need to sit down and tell them what to do and what's expected. But that's neither here or there because it happened. It is what it is. But you want to make sure you take care of your travel rookies. Another thing to think about, too, with your travel rookies is communicating with their parents. Their parents. This is the first time that their son has made, maybe the first time that their son has traveled. On a travel roster, you need to let parents know, hey, I've been on certain programs where the parents can meet in the hotel the night before. Some programs, not so much. Hey, this is where we're going to be after the game. This is the gate we're going to be at. If we're in a local game, hey, this is the sheet that you need to sign to have him ride back with you. So you want to communicate with travel rookies and families because you should have those relationships in a role and make sure you're taking care of everyone who is new to this travel process. Well, that's that. That's the tip of the week. Uh, check out this playlist right here with all the tips of the week. And as always, go out and create what we're creating, y'all. Come on, y'all. There it is, generational impact. Don't wait. Create that generational impact. When are we going to create it? Today, right now. All right, it is time for the player development tip of the week. And this tip of the week is something that me and my guy, Alex Brown at SMU, shout out to Alex Brown, who's the general manager at SMU uh, for the football team there. We started this at the University of Houston. We realized uh, 
that I think it was either Alex or myself, we had a whole bunch of cards, a whole bunch of cards uh, in contacts. And we were like, man, we need to take time to to write these people and, and see how people are doing. So we instituted something, excuse me, called Thankful Thursdays. We, we originally called it Thankful 30, but we called it Thankful Thursdays. And what it was, we took 30 minutes on a day to write cards to people. Some of you all will be getting these cards coming to you. My official Beyond the Field cards. Hey, there it is. Anyway, we would take time to write cards to people we knew, wishing them well on the season. If something happened, accomplishment, hey, congratulations on making a bowl game, or just connecting. But we took time to write cards. Sometimes we text, sometimes we call. But we took 30 minutes of our week to make sure that we were thankful, that we appreciated and gave flowers to the people who either helped us in our career, meant a lot to us personally and professionally, and just just people uh, that that are just awesome. So even people on campus writing to housing or we're writing to the person who opened the doors for us on an official visit, whatever it is, this is a huge tip of letting people know that you're thankful for them. Once again, when you're in this role, you can't do it by yourself. There's really nothing you can do by yourself, but this role for sure you can't do it by yourself. So being thankful, taking that time and having a thankful Thursday, or you call it thankful 30 or thankful Tuesdays, whatever you want to call it, but take time to be thankful, write a card, send a note, say hello to someone, tell somebody why you're thankful for them. Well, that's the player development tip of the week. I am thankful for you for watching, for listening and supporting this channel. You know what I'm about to say now, go out and create generational impact. Do not wait, create that generational impact today. Thankful for you. <laughs> player development tip. We got a player development tip for you. Today's tip is to only request five minutes with your head coach. Now, I know that sounds crazy. I know you got a lot of things going on, but the thought process is this. If you only schedule five minutes as time goes on, your head coach is going to see you as someone who comes in quick and gets out. And so you will have more access to the coach. So this is what I did. You all can see this. I think it's kind of zoom in. There it is. This was my five minutes with coach. I had a paper piece of paper. I had what I wanted to talk about. Hey coach, I need to talk to you about this, 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 room checks, locking doors, different things like that. And I was out. That was it. Five minutes. And it wasn't even five minutes. I was out two and a half minutes. But this is my tip to you. It allows you to get in front of the head coach. It shows that you respect his time. And it also shows him that you are solution driven. So this was the greatest thing I did. I started it at Baylor. I wish I would have done it at the University of Kansas and the University of Houston when I was there. But it is something that is great. When you go into the head coach's assistant and say, I just need five times or the coach walks by, hey coach, can I grab you for five minutes? Eventually what they'll do is they'll come straight in your office and I, they'll know you respect their time, like I said earlier, but this is paramount to him also understanding what you're doing in a program. This is a great time to advocate for yourself, to ask for things, resources, whatever it may be, because eventually a conversation is going to start. And coach is going to say, hey, thank you so much for respecting my time. Is there anything I can do? How have you been? How's the role going? And then boom, you got it. You got it. Silver platter, because you took five minutes of their time. So there it is. That's the player development tip of the week. Five minutes, y'all. That's all you need. Five minutes. Take five minutes with your head coach. Have a great one. You can't get any player development programming done without them. You can't. There's no way around it. This week's tip of the week is to get to know 
your compliance staff. Compliance, shout out to compliance, all the compliance staffs I work with. They're good people. I understand they have all the rules and some people look at them, oh, that's the police, the, hey, you know, they the feds, they got all the rules. But honestly, if you get to know them, it helps you. And I will tell you why here in this video. Number one, it's just getting to know them. You get to know them, those conversations about rules, rulings, bylaws, 1.136, whatever, right? Uh, those conversations are a little easier when you get to know them, right? You can go and ask them questions. Uh, whenever I have programming, if you're in player development role and you want to do programming, whenever I put out my calendar and I had already talked to my chief of staff, my head coach, or director of ops, the very, the very next person I talked to, the very next person I talked to was our compliance staff. I wanted to talk to our compliance staff. Why? Because it doesn't matter if I talk to EQ, it doesn't matter if I order this, it doesn't matter if I bring this speaker. They are going to tell me if I can do it. They're going to tell me if I can do it. They are very important to your programming. So if you're in a role and you're new to the role, and you were like, man, I never thought about that. Please, please get to know your compliance staff and work with them. Now, here's something that a lot of people don't realize that they did for me. And I can't speak for everybody in player development, but talking to my compliance staff at all three universities helped me program better because there was, hey, either we can do this or we can't do this. And hey, we can do this in between, all right? There's the gray area, right? Or they bring up a ruling that's like, hey, did you ever think about this? You can do what you wanna do here, but it goes underneath these parameters if you do it this way. And just like, holy smokes. So what I started doing is not only letting them know, I wanted to know some of their ideas. What do you think about this? Could we do this? How can we make this happen? I want this to happen. How can it be done? they'll let you know they'll let you know we had a lot of success at the programs i was at university of houston kansas and baylor because of that conversation there i want to do this how can i do it and compliance appreciates it because you don't catch them off guard you don't catch them off guard they don't have to put out a fire because i said i was going to do this i brought this speaker in or i paid money for this or whatever it may be or we as a program paid money for this they don't like getting caught off guard. It's enough they have to deal with with all the student athletes and all the different rulings from this sport and that sport. So if you get, if you're proactive with your compliance staff and you say, hey, this is what I wanna do in programming. How do I get this done? If I can't get this done, could I do this? What what can't we do? Please tell me what we can't do because I don't wanna give it, if, I don't wanna be a guy in a meeting that gets a violation because it's already tough getting player development programming off the ground and imagine compliance coming and saying, hey, it got this violation. The head coach is like, all right, cool. We're just not going to do no player development programming. So get to know your compliance staff. They actually can aid you a lot in your player development programming department and what you do overall in the role. All right, that's it for this week's tip of the week. Shout out to all the compliance staffs I work with. Thank y'all so much. Y'all helped me in so many ways, and I really, truly do appreciate y'all. Now, thank you for tuning in. Go out and create generational impact. Do not wait. Create that generational impact today. And while you're creating that impact, check out this tips playlist right here. Have a great one.